0: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening
0: to the Ducks and Pucks Podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome
3: to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we have a monster show for you. Uh, this will probably go an hour and a half, two hours. I don't know. You got to probably buckle your seatbelt because Jamie Drysdale got traded to the Flyers and we're going to break that down. We've got uh, Lindstrom being picked up off of waivers for the uh, Ducks. And then you have Corey Perry being available. And <laughs> just all, all kinds of injury news. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with this team in the last uh, 48, 72 hours. It's just insane. We thought about doing a podcast right when the trade came out. We kind of waited. There's more stuff coming out. There, Who knows? There may be even more news coming out later. But... This podcast will be different. We're not really going to go into the game recaps like like we normally do in the beginning. We'll t- kind of talk about them later. But we're going to talk all about the Ducks, all the news that's gone on, <clears throat> uh, trade rumors galore. Of course, after the Jamie Drysdale trade, people are going freaking nuts on social media. It's insane. Uh, we're also going to bring, uh, bring in uh, Jesse Hall in here from Old City Sports Network. Uh, don't forget that's uh, the network that we're part of. And we're going to talk about... Uh, the flyer side of this because there's some drama there too as well. I I don't know. There's so much going on (laughs) right now. uh, It's, it's been difficult to keep up, uh, you know, with all the news trying to work and live your normal life. But let's just get our initial reactions to the trade. Then we'll bring Jesse in here real quick. Eddie, (laughs) I'm driving home and I get this alert that drives down. What are you drinking? Yes. I am drinking Red Bull and vodka. I
4: actually drinking what? a single barrel a single barrel shot and a seltzer. Happy Dad, and I'm nursing nice. I'm nursing a really nice hangover today. I was a degenerate yesterday. <laughs> hung out with my brother, to do some business stuff, and then for some reason, some guy sat next to us. My brother and him uh, my brother and him started talking business, and then he starts buying the shots. I was like, oh, okay. So that's how it started. But yeah. I'm doing well, Michael. We had a good time, too. I think one of the games we should talk about is that Legacy Night number two game, but we'll get into that after.
3: Yes, we will talk about that for sure. We went went to the Arizona game where we sat down by the bench. Of course, the Ducks lost that one. Obviously, they lost to Detroit. We will get to that. There's also some uh, stuff I want to talk about that, too, later in the show, but... Where were you when Jamie Drysdale was traded? I was driving home, Eddie and I got the alert. I didn't believe it at first. I raced home from work to start like reading everything and trying to process everything and then I saw it I mean we'll dive into it more probably after we get Jesse on here but but your initial reaction like to me I was shocked that he was traded uh, like what, what did you think?
4: I thought of the joke. I had to like I had to pull over. I was driving too. I was driving to the bank, and when I saw that, like, wait. I mean, number one, I probably shouldn't be looking at my phone. When I'm driving, but um, I saw them. Like, what the hell? I, I, you know what? I was like, what the fuck? I, I can. I think that's like the appropriate response I can say. Like, what the hell is going on? This has to be, like, like one of those people that fake it. Or and, and part of me thought, okay, someone hacked the duck's account. Like, there's no way. And and holy crap, that's just so. Um, I mean, I, if you want to say blockbuster, I know they're both young players, but a fifth overall superstar uh, Jamie Drysdale is going to be a a stud defenseman a top pairing defenseman that was shocking well which was shocking too is that this um they were shopping him Philadelphia for a while but all the GMs they spoke with no one you know no one leaked it and it was good to kind of get a shock and surprise like that so like holy hell that's just crazy
0: That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. by law, plus website for details.
3: Yeah, that's exactly how I felt too. I was just like, wow, I was shocked. And and we'll break down we'll go we'll go over the trade and kind of talk about who we thought won or not, but then there's all kinds of fallout. In the next 48 hours about this trade Uh, (laughs) fallout on the Philly side fallout on the Anaheim side just just crazy shit going on I I mean the way the social media was especially on, on Twitter in the last 48 hours just just crazy so what we're gonna do is we'll bring in Jesse Hall right now that runs Old City Sports Network we will talk about the flyer side of it get him in here then we'll talk about the duck side and and all the damn drama on there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call him right now and get him uh, on here on the speakerphone to talk about the uh, the side with the flyers.
1: Hello.
3: Hey Jesse, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. We got you on the show. Uh, you know, we just kind of talked about how we were, we were shocked about the trade going on uh between obviously your flyers and our ducks and whatnot but uh just kind of wanted to get your initial thoughts and then of course the whole cutter situation as well
1: uh yeah i appreciate you guys uh bring me on um it's been a very very interesting couple days uh here in philly um the way that the information came out was was very philadelphia-esque and I, I really appreciate how that happened but um yeah uh, I, I said a couple times on uh, a couple other uh, outlets that uh we were we were concerned uh, in flyers alley uh a while ago uh actually when he was supposed to report to camp well, he never did uh i thought that was weird and apparently there was some kind of stipulation that he would have to shout out some money for uh, room and board and his flight and such, and I thought it was kind of weird that, that that I had never heard that before um, ever. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I it's it's a weird thing because you know uh, the Flyers did a, a very solid thing for him, and the Ducks were good on their end too, uh, keeping it pretty quiet. Because um, I mean, if they if this were to have gotten out, I mean. You know, it could, it could have really, really damaged him going anywhere, really. Um, uh, I do know that a lot of the rumors that have come out, uh, they have solidified into just rumors. Um, obviously, everybody wants to get their hand on the hot take here, but uh, all the stuff that you hear from the franchise is pretty much that Austin the media have heard, too. Uh, there's a couple guys in the media, like Aunt Sam uh, who's saying that, you know, because he heard it on spitting chiclets that, uh, you know, that Kevin Hayes has his fingerprints on it and that, that's just not true. It's, it's that's not, not something he would do. I mean, uh, the, all the truths that come out are the ones that you've heard, uh, you know, that he, something had happened uh, that he didn't want to report to camp and that's kind of when they got the first whiff of it. And uh, you know, they even followed him to Sweden for world juniors and he wanted nothing to do with them. So all that stuff is true. But at the same time, like we got something good in return uh, Drysdale is a good uh, defenseman something that we, we need um, solidifying but uh, as far as everything goes I, I think it, it's absolutely crazy um, I don't I, I did. we did a thing on Flyers Alley a while ago there was this, this reporter uh, that was all over Twitter saying that she feels like uh, kids should have a choice in where they go when they're drafted instead of just being drafted and, and I, I have a firm belief that this is like the beginning of that um, I think that there's a lot of things that are going to come out unfortunately for you guys um, I'm not really all that I'm not really all that upset with the with the move um, I just think that you're about to, you're probably going to see some not so great things come out of he's a great player but I think you're going to see some you know immaturity and uh, for, for someone his, his age and you know coming up through the ranks in hockey and you know you know, having the winning goal and and, and the the World Juniors there, uh, you'd think he'd be a little bit more mature about the way that he handles things, and you know, uh, not liking torts and not liking uh, a, a rookie uh, GM like Danny Briere. That that doesn't really that those aren't solid reasons for me uh, personally to not want to join a franchise. So,
3: yeah, that's the interesting thing. There's there were conflicting reports. You and I talked about this earlier in the week or or yesterday. Uh, you know, different things about the cap situation and why he didn't sign or want to sign with the Flyers. And you had mentioned that the coach and the GM were a factor, which I, I, I definitely think that that's part of it. Um, I think the other part of it is, can you elaborate maybe on the situation where he stayed in Boston College last season? It sounded like he wanted to come up, but the Flyers thought maybe yeah. he wasn't ready. You think that that was part of the reason, too, for this kind of you know issue with him not signing with Philly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's there's a couple more I didn't mention. I didn't know how much time you guys wanted to give me.
3: As much as you want, Jesse, go for it. Um,
1: yeah, he. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some things there. Uh, he 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 did he wanted to come, and uh, the the new flyer regime is 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 all about um, development, and I think that's something that's been lacking in our franchise for a long time. With the addition of Riley Armstrong from the Phantoms uh, coming up and being a part of that. Uh, that's something that you know. Some kids are gonna are gonna come in and they're gonna, um, you know, they're gonna make enough splash to stay in the lineup with Tyson Forrester. Um, uh, some guys aren't gonna do that, like uh, our Wade Allison is down in, in the Phantoms right now. Um, so I mean, the, the development of the players is something that uh, Jones and Briere are really big on. I mean, plus we have Patrick Sharp. You know, we have we have a lot of but John McLeir is involved in a, in a lot of things now. Uh, you're not going to get away with with something with the Flyers right now with the organization if you're not ready, and uh, it's for the it's for the safety of him. I mean, if 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 Danny Briere and, and Keith Jones say you're not ready, you're not ready. And I, I think the fact of the matter that the Ducks kept things quiet for the most part it says speaks a lot of volumes for the respect that, that a lot of GMs have for uh, those two uh, you know organizational players with uh, the Flyers. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't want. He wanted to play, and they didn't think he was ready. They told him to stay at BU, and he didn't like it. They also told him that he um, should. Uh, they asked him if he could maybe switch from wing to center, and he didn't like that. Um, you know, and, uh, I mean. The most relevant, I guess you would say, it's definitely a, it, it was. De- it definitely came out to be a truth. Uh, no, no one likes camp, Camp Porturello. I mean, <laughs> that's just. We've seen it, you know. I've seen it firsthand. I, I went to camp, uh, and it's it's brutal. Uh, but at the same time, it, it plateaus out, and you know, it, it weeds out the players that can play for torts and the ones that can't. Um, so I do think for a younger player in the in the way that the NHL and the the ju- and juniors and and I don't want to really say college hockey because I feel like there's a little bit of grit still there with college hockey, um, but as far as the way that these players are being brought up nowadays, I absolutely think that the uh, Tortorella thing had, had a lot to do with with his decision and not wanting to not wanting to be put in that kind of you know you know grueling you know, state to, to make the team. Um, and that, that's something that's going to be, uh, I feel like everybody should buckle up for the amount of that happening. Cause I mean, the, the game's getting softer and, it, and it's not, I don't think it's changing anytime soon. So, um, yeah. And then, and then the like I said, the Kevin Hayes thing, uh, that, that's a guy in the media and San Filippo. It's a rival, uh, pod for Flyers alley, both in the media. Um, yeah, they just, uh, they, that's just not, it's just not true. And if it is true, like it's just a breach of, of professionalism. Uh, there's no reason to be banging Kevin Hayes right now. Uh, why would we do that? So it, it, it makes no sense.
3: So. Awesome. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, giving us the insight on the Philly side and coming on the show briefly to, you know, discuss this. We're going to kind of break off and then go into our side on the Ducks. But uh, thanks for coming on, Jesse. Uh, thanks for having us on the Old City Sports Network. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You guys have a good night, and uh, I guess go go Ducks. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey go, you know what, go, Jesse? Go, go uh, I was gonna ask you. <laughs>
4: yeah, probably not this season, deal. but uh, next season when I go catch a Philly game, can you let everyone know not to attack me? Like I'm I'm pro hockey before the before anything, because I don't want to get my ass beaten Philly when I go uh, uh watch a Ducks in Philly game.
3: <laughs> he, he actually just hung up oh, Eddie. Damn <laughs> yeah, He just hung up, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll tell him too as well But, but you know what? I, I thought it was interesting Some of the stuff that Jesse talked about in there Because you know what's funny, Eddie, is you, you brought this up uh, and, and some people didn't talk about it, really, is the whole Tortorella thing And Jesse, <clears throat> he's got credentials with the Flyers He goes to their uh, practices, you know, he's in in the press box and all that stuff. And he was telling me that a big thing with some players is, you know, is is whether you like or hate torts, he's a hard ass. And that that was a factor in there. He also, you know, mentioned on the phone, as you just heard, that, uh, you know, that they don't think that uh, Gautier is ready right now. And that he would have to wait till next season, which I, you know, that part it seems like Verbeek's on the same page with that because from the interviews on Duckstream and and the other stuff we've seen out there, I mean, there's 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 a tons of coverage on this. It sounds like he's gonna play at Boston College until the end of the season. They're they're a decent team, the playoff team. It, it could get extended. Maybe he signs a a, a, a entry level contract at the end of the season and, and, and gets get some games at the end, but. Sounds like he's not really going to be an impact with the Ducks next season. So, I'm not really that surprised by that. Um, kind, of, kind of, what do you think? I, I mean, it, it sounds like maybe that was part of the issue. He also talked about the winger versus center thing. Um what what do you think? Because part of it was Elliot Freeman said it was the cap space, and, and Jesse told me that that wasn't really the big issue. That these other things he brought up were the issue. So so what do you think with this information that you know Jesse's given us? You know, being a flyer uh, inside reporter. There?
4: I mean, I can respect his decision of not wanting to play there. Um, I mean, let's face it, hockey's getting softer. The world's getting softer. Um, I can relate this to the military. Like when I went to the military. Compared to the the people that are going in now, they're not as tough as as we were. And same thing could be said when I was in the military 10 years prior to that. I'm not as tough as they are. It's just the world's changing and these players... Yeah, they work their ass off to get to where they are right now. and, And they do a good job doing that, especially with USA Hockey and everything. But... I mean, for you not to go because someone's going to grind you to death. I mean, I, I mean, uh, like, Torch gets a bad name. He's an old school coach, but hearing a lot of interviews from former players, they always say one thing in common. He's always brought out the best hockey out of them. He he, he just demands perfection. You're a professional athlete. You should just play like that day in and day out. If he grinds you, if he scratches you. I uh, look at Morgan Frost, and I forgot the other guy that got scratched or getting scratched tonight. He, he just demands that, and he, he brings out um a certain kind of type of player that the best that you can bring um i think the only wrong thing that he did the player was um i guess not just meet for them and face to face and tell them what's going on and also the agent and their 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 statement but the privacy thing i mean i get it mind your own business like it's not our business but you know what it is you're a public figure you chose to be a public figure uh you're a professional hockey player and I'm getting sick, sick and tired of this whole sweeping these under the rug and us not knowing what's going on because it leads to speculation. Look at the whole Corey Perry and Bedard and Bedard's mom crap. That blew up because the, 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 the Blackhawks once, once again did not go there and address the issue and just say what's going on. Same thing with this. He, him and his agent should have been straight up, hey, if you don't want to play for torts, you're adult now. You're professional. You're going to be a you know, professional hockey player soon. Just go ahead and say it. Like, look, I, you know, I think Torts and I are gonna bump heads. I, I don't think he's a coach I can develop, right? And just be honest. Like, you can respect that more, but um, I mean, it's 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 a big old shit show. Flyers fans are pissed off. Ducks fans are still in shock. Um, there's nothing we can do now. It, the, the trade happened. It can't be rescinded. We can't like pinch ourselves or wake up from a bad dream. So we have to just hope for the best. We got a, a, a nice beefy player that can, you know, that can produce points for us. So hopefully, he develops well and becomes a big factor for the Ducks.
3: Yeah, that's how I feel too. I, I think a lot of people were really, really shocked that it happened. And obviously you have the emotion in this too, of course. There's a lot of people that are, uh, you know especially in Duck fan land. I mean, we're, we're big fans of Jamie's Drysdale and, and you're really upset that he got moved and it's part of the business. I To me, I, I think this trade, I wrote about it in my article that I, I put out there, if you didn't see it. And I and I really you know dived into this, <clears throat> and I felt that it was a win-win for both. I, I'm not a big fan of giving out letter grades. Like there's people out there that are like, oh, this was an A for the Ducks and you know and a B plus for the Flyers. I, I don't really get, like to do that. Plus, when trades happen, you can't really fully evaluate a trade until uh, you know a couple years probably down the line. So you know I've just. Just not a fan of this whole, I give him an A, I give him a B. I think that that's just kind of, eh, whatever. But in looking at this, both teams needed something here. The Ducks needed to improve their offense. They brought in Cutter Gautier. He's not going to pack the team this season. Even if he, if he plays a couple games at the end, cool, great, but let's be real. It's almost halfway through the season. The Ducks are 29th in the league. We're not gonna be doing much in terms of being competing for a playoff spot. And that's basically what Eddie and I said way back in the beginning when everybody was all on their high horse about the ducks winning those six games and oh my god, you know, start the parade. No, that's not gonna happen. But I, I do like this trade because you've got guys in the ducks system defensively that are coming. I mean, you've got Lacombe that's up there now playing, you've got Zellwinger down in the goals, Lunau. Who, he was supposed to go to the World Juniors, then he got sick and he's been out. So, you know, that's been an issue, unfortunately. He hasn't been able to be in the mix. You've got Minta who, of course, he just got hurt in this last game where the Ducks, uh, you know, pretty much took out uh, the Predators until the very, very end. So, they had a position of strength. They had the defense. They traded Drysdale. I, I'm not happy that they traded him. I, I didn't think that that was going to happen. But, they traded him to try to get someone to come help the offense. Flyers are having trouble themselves on the blue line, and they did that. The other issue with Drysdale is that he's had injury problems. I mean, he hasn't played many games this season. You know, people can compare the stats and whatnot. Uh, Obviously, you know, know, some people are comparing Gautier and Drysdale stats, but you can't really do that. Gautier's stats are college. Drysdale's are the NHL. But has done well scoring. He's got 29 goals and 49 games in Boston College. Nothing to sniff at. He's been is been doing pretty well So when you look at those two players You look at the the things that each team needed the Ducks did send in a second round pick Which which kind of stings a little bit, but if, if you look at this trade It's a hockey trade which is up Verbeek's alley and to me I fairly I feel like it's a fair trade I, I think the Ducks might come out ahead of this trade, but Obviously, you don't know who that second-round pick is and how it's going to affect, you know, the Flyers' organization. So, I mean, the Flyers could ultimately win the trade. But in terms of what they did and what they're trying, what you know, especially with Verbeek and how he's trying to fix this rebuild and get the team going, um, you know, I, I think taking out the emotion, I like this trade, Eddie.
4: Oh, yeah, and one thing that we forgot to mention, and I did wanted to br- uh, bring it up with Jesse, uh, um, Just it crossed my mind. Uh, one big factor I think that contributed to this trade, uh, Drysdale, is um, Bob Murray. He's with the Flyers organization. Uh, I forgot what, what kind of capacity he is, but he had a lot of influence in that. He drafted Drysdale, so it's someone he probably wanted, had his eye on. Um, I think that Drysdale and Gauthier could have been just a one-for-one swap. I believe that the second-round draft pick was because of the injury issues. And like Danny Breer said too, uh, I guess uh, they got to to look at his medical file and make sure he's not like he's not fully like incapable of having a healthy season. But he hasn't shown that. And, and I mentioned this on a previous show, Mike. I forgot which one, but I said I wouldn't mind uh, J- Jamie Dry still uh, being traded. And I remember there's a show I compared him to Bo and Byron from the Colorado Avalanche. How he's a, a promising young stud defenseman, but he just the, the injury problems and the injury issues. Um, i'm happy overall with this trade i the only grade i want to say is an a plus i think it's an a plus for the ducks a plus for all the other organizations that were in talks of acquiring him and keeping it on the low because once that got out his value would have dropped significantly and the Flyers wouldn't have got what they got and if that news would have got out. So I, I, can, I can give, like I said, uh, Verbeek and the rest of the GMs that we're talking to the Flyers and A-plus for keeping this under wraps and not just kind of throwing them under the bus and leaking this information for his value to drop. But I'm excited about this trade. I'm looking forward to him completing college. And, and you never know what kind of impact he, uh, he can make. Look uh, at uh, Kale McCarr of the the Avalanche, fourth overall pick. He came over after he finished his uh, his college season, came in the playoffs for the Avalanche, was a big factor, scored his first goal on his first shift. And, like, you just never know what kind of... It's his whole ceiling. You don't know what these players are going to come in and do. You don't know if he's going to have that chemistry with whoever he plays with. He's going to come in. He's excited. He's motivated. It seems like he really wants to sign with the Ducks. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he's not going to, you know, like like what if he pulls an Adam Fox that got traded um, to two teams before he went to the Rangers? Um, I don't think so. Uh, once that trade was, was announced, I checked uh, his Instagram when the Ducks posted it. He already followed the Ducks. He's going to go on Duck Stream with uh, Alexis Downey. Um, and I'm pretty sure that there was contingencies on the trade that it was kind of like a, a contract already negotiated between him and his agent for him to come to the Ducks. So I think once his college career is done, uh, if he wins the championship over there or, or they get eliminated, I think he'll sign with the Ducks and, and he'll have every opportunity to make the make the Ducks roster.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't see that as a concern. I know a lot of people, that was kind of the comments when the news came out. They're like, oh, Cutter, you know, he doesn't want to go to Philly like, why is he going to sign with the Ducks? You know, yada, 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 a lot of noise and chatter. I, I, no, I, I think that that's done, just like you talked about. Uh, if Verbeek uh, was going to make a, a deal for Drame, Jamie Drysdale, excuse me, he's not going to just, oh, I'm going to get a college player that's not going to sign for the Ducks. I mean, come on. Verbeek's smarter than that. He's not going to do that. This guy's going to sign with the Ducks. Uh, you know, technically the trade was for his rights to sign, but he's going to sign at the end of this season. I, I that's my belief because this guy wants to play and I don't know a lot about him. I've only seen a little bit in the World Juniors, but this dude is 6'3", 200 pounds. He's got a heavy shot. He's a playmaker. Um, he can play center or winger. Obviously, as Jesse said, there was some you know consternation there with Philly about his role. Like Philly wanted more as a center and he thinks he's more of a winger. That's fine. I mean, this guy is going to make an impact on the Ducks because you're talking about Leo Carlson, Mason McTavish, Troy Terry, Zegras. These are guys that he can line up with, you know, at the, at the wing position, top six role, and he's going to produce. And this guy wants to play. He wants to play. Philly thought he needed more time. And I don't disagree, uh, you know, with the analysis of Briere and the Philly organization, what Jesse's saying, you know, that, hey, he needs more time. He's not ready this year. He maybe he's not, but you know Zeger said he's. Uh, excuse me, uh, Verbeek said that he's gonna finish this season in Boston College and then most likely sign and be with the Ducks. So to me, I, I think it's a non-issue. And and yeah, we're recording this before the the interview on the Ducks stream um, with Alexis Downey. But I I don't see a problem with that at all. I, he's gonna sign. I think everybody needs to calm down. I know the last two three days people have been going nuts on social media about this trade and, and a lot of other news because we got Zegers news we got Perry News we got whatever we got we got so much news it's just ridiculous right now that we're gonna cover on this show but obviously we're starting out the big one right now uh, and, and I like this I like this move I mean he did, I know it's the, only the world juniors but he did great there like I said he's been doing great in Boston College. He's 19 years old. He's a little bit younger than Drysdale. So, you know, some people are also concerned like, oh my God, like we're getting another younger player. The the rebuild is going backwards. Oh my God. No, the rebuild is not going backwards. Calm down, people. It's not. It's going forward. And we need help scoring. This team has not been scoring goals. Yes, we beat Nashville in this last game, five to three. Fantastic. But a lot of these games recently, the Ducks are scoring one or two goals. They are not scoring goals. And we could talk about the injuries too. We'll get into that later on the show as well. So, to me, was this a, was overall was this trade a surprise? Absolutely. I didn't see this coming anywhere. And like you talked about, Eddie and Jesse talked about too. The teams kept it quiet. The Flyers kept this quiet too. And the Flyers were really the ones that were in a crappy position because you have Gauthier telling them, "Hey, I'm not going to come here." They can't get a hold of him at the World Juniors when he's over there in Europe. And he's, right, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They that's they couldn't, you know, communicate with him. I mean, that's a sure sign. So, you know, Danny Breer did the right thing. They they were, you know, screwed. I mean, what are you going to do? You got a guy that doesn't want to play. You had to get value out of this guy, and you had to make a move, and they did. They got Drysdale, who's a phenomenal player, and you got a draft pick. So, t- to me, I, this is one of those trades where I, I think both sides come out, Um, I think that it may have benefited uh, the Flyers a little bit in the sense just because they could have, you know, really been screwed. If if word got out about all the stuff going on with Gauthier, it could have been a complete mess in Philly. Could have been a huge effing problem for them. And it, it could have snowballed worse. So for them, if you're a Flyers fan, hey, your GM got out in front of this and resolved it. So again I, to me it's a win-win for both sides time will tell who who really prevails in this uh, maybe a slight edge to the ducks but uh i i, I like what happened it was a shocker and um that, that's really all i have i you know I, I don't know if you have any more to really add about this I, i've got you know fan uh, poll and questions i'll dive in, or comments and i'll dive in that in a second but anything else you want to add about this trade eddie anything you know, the, any other thoughts? Or I anything? mean, he
4: has to wear a bulletproof vest to when he goes and plays the Flyers over there in Philly because those fans are effing ruthless. They're, like, insane. Like, I'm a, I, I'm afraid to even comment on anything. I don't want to get attacked by those Philly fans. Like, I mentioned, I thought Jesse was still on the show. Like, hey, just, I wave the white flag. I just want to go watch some hockey in a new arena. But, you know what? I, 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 don't take this the wrong way. I know there's going to be a lot of Philly fans listening to this show because of Jesse was on it. But... I mean, didn't Lindros do the same thing? And he did it kind of worse and disrespectful by not putting on the Quebec New, Dork, uh, New Dorks, New Nordiques jersey. <laughs> um, it, it, everything was fine with that. Uh, no one gives Adam Fox shit. Uh, he did the same thing. Um, what's that? Uh, Jimmy uh, Vessi did the same thing. And then, of course, the infamous for Ducks fans, uh, Justin Schultz. Um, yeah, I, no one really knows about his name because he hasn't done shit in hockey. Yes, I'm still salty about that. But, I mean, the... the these rules are established, it's kind of a loophole for players. And as much as I want to say, like, oh, he should be, you know, he should just stick with it and have that old school mentality, like I told you guys, I'm an old school kind of soul and I like that mentality, but. I mean, if there's a loophole and you get a chance to play for a team you want, I would take it. If I if I if I was gonna be in the, in the National Hockey, that I got drafted by the Kings or the the Wild. I mean, if I got drafted by the Wild, I'd probably jump right off a bridge. Never play for them. But if I had the opportunity to go to college, get an education, play college, um, a lot of the beautiful women go to college. Um, I would take those three years, become a, a UFA if I was that good, and kind of pick the team I want to play with. Like it's you can't really fault him. I think. Yeah, a lot of it, what he did um, to the Flyers by not meeting with them and not being face-to-face was a little bit of immaturity, but... He didn't make a mature decision, and he knows that he's in a lot of shit. Um, look at uh, uh, Kevin Hayes. Which you people, and I'm sorry, but you're fucking pathetic, and you guys are losers threatening his life and saying that they're glad his brother, his brother's dead over a stupid rumor on spitting chiclets or whatever. I mean, you guys are disgusting people. You guys should just honestly jump off a freaking window head first. I, I can't believe that you guys would stoop that low over over a kid, over a, a game. A, a, you're a fan, but. I think this trade, eventually, I think it's, it's going to work out for, for both teams. I think Drysdale is going to thrive. He's probably more motivated than ever to kind of be like, hey, F you, Ducks. So you guys didn't want me. Look what I'm going to do. Um, look at Tony D'Angelo, too. Uh, he was kind of a infamous going to Philadelphia. And he had a pretty decent season after Carolina, but then, uh, I guess, uh, Torts wore, uh, wore him down um comments too we didn't talk about that I, what did i don't know if you have that written down mike Torts, uh all his comments like i don't know him from a hole in a wall or something like that and i don't want to talk about him and we want people that want to be here which is true and I, I i like that statement you want someone that wants to play here my question is too and we're going to get into this later but Zeger's lost his boy his best friend so what's going to happen then i mean i remember when Corey perry almost left the ducks when he had that uh that, that that best season and won the um uh, the mvp that year he was thinking of leaving the ducks but gets convinced him to stay uh, that bond and that friendship goes a long way so all these rumors swirling about with zegras how is he feeling and what's going to happen later down the road when that bridge deal is over lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 18 plus yeah
3: and i i have a little bit on that but i'm gonna i'm gonna save that till later uh about what's going on with the zegrist thing because we're, we're gonna talk about that that's a whole nother we're gonna dive into that in, in it <laughs> there's just so much going on in this show um we're, we're gonna dive into that but yeah you're right uh torts was basically saying you know you didn't know cut of your or of your like from a hole in the ground You wanted to talk about drysdale That's kind of his deal that that's that's we know how torts is torts is torts. That's what he's going to say. But we asked you guys and I kind of waited a day after the the trade to see what people thought. I put out a poll on Twitter to see what the fans thought. And I put out it's funny. I put out approve disapprove and time will tell it. Maybe I should have took in the time will tell out because it kind of is an escape out of it. But 54 percent of you uh, said that you approved of the trade. Only 8% said you uh, disapproved, and 39 said time will tell. Uh, I asked for some stuff on Instagram, questions and comments, and a lot of you replied. I'll, I'll go with some of the comments. We had P-O-R-C-G said good trade for the future. Clancy Shriver said top six is looking pretty good here in a year or two. Peter P-A-B-Z-Z says I like it. We can't score. Uh, all we're doing is skating around and passing. Uh, M. Loomy says, yes, W. So, you know, a, a lot of you are uh, happy with this, I, you know, after, I guess, getting over the initial shock, which is how I felt and how Eddie felt. And and that's where we're at. And I think that, yeah, you know, the, the part of him not talking to the team, kind of hiding out maybe a little bit, if you will, you, you know, maybe that is a little bit of a lack of maturity. It is something to, to monitor, but again, like I said, if Verbeek reached out to Breer and they talked, well, obviously they did, and you know they put this together and worked it out. I, I mean, I don't see this as an issue of him coming to the team. I'm sure he's going to go on DuckStream and, and, and be happy to talk about this team um, you know, coming to Anaheim and whatnot. I, I don't see this an issue. In terms of how it's going to help the team, I think it's going to help the team a lot. I mean, see, um, you know, Verbeek's going for size. That's what he got. I like Drysdale, two-way defenseman, uh, you know, a little bit of offensive upside. But, you know, we've got a pipeline of other guys that can come up. And I like how Lacombe has been playing this season. Lunoe has been playing well as two. Um, and I, I think that it's a trade that in the end, I, I think everybody will be happy for. I, I, I don't see there, uh, you know, is a reason to be upset. I, I agree with you, too. I think whenever he goes back into place in Philly, which is probably next season, Flyer fans are going to be upset. Uh, you know, Philly fans—they're uh, they're tough, man. And and you saw a lot of the broadcast media over there um, slamming Gautier the You know, right or wrong, whatever, however you want to take it. But I mean, they have their opinions, and that's how they're going to feel. And yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll thrive under those kind of conditions or not. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I think it's going to work out. I think it will, I, you know, looking at this and, and looking at the issues and, and Jesse giving us some insight as to why he didn't sign over there, um, you know, didn't didn't wasn't a big fan, probably a Tortorella. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised about that, but I, I really think the big issue is where the Flyers want him to play and when they want him to play. And I think he wanted to play wing. He wanted to play sooner. And I think the Flyers wanted center and wanted later. So I, I think that was a big part of the problem there uh, is why it didn't work out. Um, that's that's the only little thing I'll add there and then we, we can kind of uh, if you got more to add Eddie then we'll we'll jump into the other part of this which is the Seegers part that went nuts. yeah
4: I'll just one last thing I want to say is like I'm glad that like, like even though it's like the whole thing and people are, are kind of like bashing him right now but I'm glad that he actually told them that he didn't want to play in Philly and he let them know he didn't just Justin Schultz us. and there was another player too that did the same thing I, I I think it was Jimmy Vesey. That kind of let the team on and ended up didn't signing or something like that. I, I I might be mistaken, but there's another player that did the same thing too. But at least he didn't kind of like lead us on, like or lead them on, thinking that he's gonna sign. And once that time came, not sign. Like Justin Schultz, he didn't say anything that he wasn't gonna sign. He just when that time came and he was UFA, expectations that he was gonna sign with the Ducks and he didn't. So that's a that's one positive thing to say. I'm happy with the trade overall. Um, after the dust settle after I kind of. Got back into reality and like got out of this like what the hell moment. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good trade for the Ducks. I think it's going to be a good trade for the Flyers. And he makes his uh, NH- or his Flyers debut tonight or today at 4 o'clock in about 30 minutes. And he's wearing number 9 for the Flyers. So I wish him the best of luck. And I just thank him for everything he's done for the organization in the short time he was here. And, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that.
3: Yeah, Exactly. Uh, well, you know, I wish him the best over there. Uh, you know, um, I, I think that it could work out for him over there, but you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's it, you know, that you're on this team and I guess one of the human aspect is that he was on a plane to Nashville, landed in Nashville, and then he finds out he's traded and then he's got to go meet up, you know, with the team over in Philly. So <laughs> that part, that part kind of sucks. And the human aspect of it too is, you know, you're living out here California, I mean, this is any trade, but now he's got to figure out his living situation out there I mean, you know, those are all things that I mean it comes with the the business and it is what it is But I, I mean that's just oh, that's kind of, that's the part that's kind of rough is is doing that but the other part of this that really blew up is it Just I, I mean this I don't know this can go so many different directions right now, but once this trade happened uh just the shit hit the fan basically in rumor mill and social media. Um, all the stuff came out. Uh, you know, a lot of you asked some fan questions about this stuff, and we'll ask to, you know, we'll answer some of them too. But um, stuff exploded with basically like it's a free for all with the Ducks. You know, they could trade whoever. Uh, That's why I kind of made a funny post on Twitter or X or whatever saying, hey, everyone's for sale. They can, you know, they can trade the coaches, Wild Wing, the power players, the the water boy. I mean, it just got really, really nuts the day after this trade. People going crazy. You had Draeger put out a thing. And he, he he did give him credit. He said, hey, this is widespread speculation. It's not really reporting. But, hey, there's teams out there that think Zegers could be available. And then he clarified and went back and said, "Hey, for the record, uh, Ziegris is not being shopped by Verbeek of the Ducks." So you know that that was all good on uh, and well on his part. But then, of course, Frank Zeravally said, "Oh my God, Trevor Ziegris is number four on our trade board," and that blew up. And then then it just all these. I mean, I lost track. There were so many reports coming out that Ziegris is going to get traded. He's on the top of the trade board. Oh my God, the Ducks traded Drysdale. It's the end of the world. Everybody's going to get moved. And it's like, people, y'all need to just take a deep breath and calm the F down. Okay? And, and then, of course, after all this happens, Zegers gets hurt in a game against Nashville. And we find out from Cronin that he's going to be out for a while. So, bye. That's not going to happen. He's not getting traded in the next month or two. I mean, let's calm down. Down in the future, we can talk about down in the future. But talking about present here right now, we need to calm down. Uh, everybody's getting nuts they're thinking Zegras is gone and all this stuff and I I just cracks me up people are going absolute berserk on social media flipping out uh, over Zegras getting traded and and I'm telling you Zegras is not gonna get traded at the deadline if he does I will sell my house and everything I own that's how confident I am he's not gonna get traded by the deadline like I said we can talk about you know in the future but it's not gonna happen Calm down, people. And, and these reports out there of all the stuff going on, they need to calm down. Now, do I think that the Ducks will trade other people? Absolutely. Eddie and I have talked about that. We had Ben Ducky 17 on Instagram asked about possibly Henrique or Gibson going to New Jersey, which we talked about that. We said, hey, yes, it could be a possibility. You could see other movement happening with this team. Yes, 100%. You could see that. Uh, we we, we mentioned Henrique. we talked about Gibson we said Gibson the issue is is Verbeek think Dostal is the number one goalie if he does then maybe he does trade Gibson if not then then he probably doesn't so I I do think that there are other moves that are going to come before the trade deadline yes definitely but people need to calm down with all this Zegers talk people just blowing up going nuts Drager said it's speculation speculation and the thing is Honestly, on any given day, I could say, oh my god, Like uh, the Ducks are interested in Bedard. Uh, No shit. Uh, This team is interested in this guy. I mean, you could pick the top players of any team in the NHL right now and say that any other team is interested. And and I'll even go a step further. You could say that in any sport prior to a trade deadline. You could say any team is interested in any top player of that. So people need to calm down. I, I just... It's just been a crazy like 48, 72 hours, Eddie. Uh, just after this trade, I, I think this trade caused like the most like chaos uh, in, in NHL sports, you know, history in the in, at least in the recent history. I mean, stuff on the Flyers side, the Ducks side, uh, just all this trade rumors. I, I mean, <sighs> I'm just kind of speechless at this point. It, it just it just went bananas in the last two days, Eddie.
4: Hey, Mike. Uh, I probably should have asked you, not re- while we're recording, but hey, am I in the trade block, or are you uh, interested in trading me somewhere? <laughs> I kind of want to know that. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> people just go nuts for trade rumors, I swear. And you know what, honestly, every, like like you said, every every available player that has a no movement, or that doesn't have a no movement or no trade clause is eligible for a trade. Not to sound too cliche, but I'll keep saying it. Gretzky got traded. Um got <laughs> traded anyone's interested in the players they want especially the superstars you can say i can put a post out right now saying hey the ducks are interested in connor uh, mcdavid i mean who wouldn't be they're interested in nathan mckinnon austin matthews like come on it's just people go nuts frank Valley has been proven time and time again been called out by players agents he just he sees what's trending and then throws a little topic on for clicks he's not a, a kind of a, a credible source um, so, like, how many times he's mentioned uh, Gibson and other players, that oh, this player wants out with the agents refuting it. Uh, he just he just does it just to bring some clicks and generate a few dollars to his account. Um, hopefully he can, you know, he probably needs the money. He, he, all his gray hair he has, he needs to buy some hair dye or something. Uh, it's just, don't read into it. Uh, it's it's just speculation. But you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of teams are interested and probably would and have called the Ducks on Zegras, on Terry, on other players, on Gibson. It's that's 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 business. That's nature. You, you want to trade and get uh, assets. You want to build your team better. You see a, a player that might click with you I'm sure Bob Murray is talking um, at the flyers organization to bring in more players that he drafted and he's seen with the ducks and that's that's the way it goes it's called business it's, it's never gonna stop but blowing out a proportion like that it's just dumb and people flip out and then people posting it like 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 it's their, it's their own source like come on you guys get a life it. it's not gonna happen if it does happen then I'll, I'll happily uh, take Mike's house from him and he can give it to me and stuff like that but it, it's not gonna happen come on
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's SECUMD.org today.
3: Right, yeah. And that's my thing. Everybody's freaking out right now, getting kind of nuts about this. And then, you know, you have that game against Nashville, and Zegris gets hurt right in the beginning. Uh, it looks like his ankle kind of twists along the boards. You know, I don't know. Hasn't really been an official update, but there's been multiple reports uh, you know, that Cro- Cronin said that he's going to be out for a little bit, which is unfortunate. So that that should have kind of ended some of these rumors, at least for now. Um, I, I, I saw another one today that someone posted. Uh, I, I think it was the fourth period. I'm not sure. But someone else posted it today again about Zegras, And I'm just like, dude. Did you not watch the game last night? Did you not see him get hurt? Like, hello? Like, he's not getting traded. At least not not in the next month or two. So, I don't know. Everybody's going nuts. I can tell you this, though. I, I talked to a source close to Zegris, and Zegers is not happy that Drysdale got traded, which is a shocker. Like, duh, he's not happy. They're best buds. You know, there's quotes out there of them, you know, hanging out together, being roommates together, and doing a whole bunch of things together and whatnot. So, it's not really a surprise to hear that, Zegers is not happy that Drysdale got moved. Now, does that mean that Zegers is going to want to get traded? No. I mean, that doesn't necessarily translate into that. Now, the other part of that, which a lot of people have talked about, is Verbeek and the direction of this team and where he's trying to move this team. Does Zegers fit into that plan in the future? That's the concern. Uh, You know, it seems like Verbeek likes skilled guys. He likes grinders. You know, he's he was known as the little ball of hate. That's the kind of game that he plays. He's big on the forecheck. You know, he's he's building a team around these different kind of things. Does Zegras fit into that plan in the future? That's the question you should be asking yourself. Uh, once you answer that question, then we can talk about whether or not he's going to be traded. Is he is he too flashy? Is he not uh, gritty enough? Is he not enough of a two-way player? Those kind of things. I think he's gotten better. I think to me, Zegers has gotten more mature. We saw when he he screwed up in the Toronto game in the overtime, which you know I watched that live with Dostal setting the record for fifty-five saves in a regular season game, which was amazing. And he and he you know turned over the puck in the overtime. Threw it basically right back to Toronto, and then Matthews scored the game-winning goal. But you saw Zegers go up to Dostal after the end and say, Hey, you were the best player. You know, basically I screwed up. So I've seen him getting mature. I think he's gotten better defensively and as a two-way player. I think he's gotten more in that style that Verbeek is looking for. So that's what you got to look at. Is this direction of the team that Verbeek is taking it forward to, the way that he's molding this team... Are these players the ones that he wants in there or not? And and that's why I almost so think maybe he traded Drysdale. Maybe he didn't want as much of a two way defenseman. Maybe he wants more of a stay home defenseman. I you know, there's different things to look at. How is he building up this team? You also have the pipeline of other guys like we talked about earlier in the show. So he he had a position of strength to deal that trade with Drysdale and make that move. So. That's more what I would focus on. I wouldn't just focus on, oh, my God, they traded, you know, Segrist's best friend uh, or they traded Drysdale and the sky's falling and everybody's going to get moved. I wouldn't look at that. I I would try to sit there and see, okay, how do these players fit in the plan with the Ducks? And and that's the big thing. And I think that's why when Vinducky17 asked about Gibson and Henrik, we talked about that. I think Henrik is one that definitely can get moved. Could he get sent back to New Jersey where he played before? Absolutely. Could Gibson get sent because uh, the goalie situation for the Devils sucks? Yeah, he probably could. Um, But I do think whatever trades, uh, you know, uh, well, we have another question here too, by D-P-R-E-U-S-S-O-6, the same thing, is Rico on the block? Do we unload him? You know, That's a a big concern for most of you guys. I think a lot of it is he's going to try to work on the offense. The Ducks' offense has been rough. They're at the very bottom of the league in terms of scoring goals. They've lost a lot of one-goal games. That's been a concern. Uh, in terms of defense, I think that they should bring up more players. Bring up Zellwinger. Let him play a few games. Uh, they brought up Haig recently um, as well. Uh knows kind of a question mark because he, he's sick and got an infection. They're trying to figure out where he's at. But, um, you know, there's a lot going on with this team. They're, they're going to make some more noise in terms of trades in the next month or so before the trade deadline. But just calm down with the Zegers thing. It's, it's not going to happen.
4: Yeah, it sucks on the player too. It's like you just lost your best friend to a trade. I know uh, it's it's kind of an emotional time for both players. Um, especially if you're on a plane to Nashville, playing cards, shooting the shit, doing whatever, and then all of a sudden you get that uh, phone call, or the coach comes up to you like, "Hey, uh, unfortunately, once we land, you need to um, contact Nashville or answer your phone from Nashville. You've been traded." So. A lot of emotions. People just blew this out of proportion. I think they just wanted more speculation. They wanted more things to happen. Like, what did Bob Murray say? Like, keep throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks. (laughs) That's one of my favorite quotes from him. Um, Just relax, people. Ducks, at this point, and we knew it's going to happen. Um, I know a lot of you had had false hopes during that that winning streak, but Ducks are going to be sellers at the trade deadline. And it's really possible that Henrik goes. I mean, can you see Henrik? uh fitting into the plans two three years or two years from now when the ducks are actually ready to compete and make the playoffs uh is he any part of that that you want a third or fourth liner uh who knows not sure i love him on the team i would hate for him to go because he's he's a great player i like him but i mean if we can get some assets in return build up our our prospect pool and really just grind up and and get ready for the future uh, that's more important more important is winning a lot of games potential Stanley Cup and going there than winning a couple games here and there this season when it's already kind of a uh pretty much lock from the beginning and I said it too and a lot of people said I was just being I guess negative and then the faith in my team but I I knew from what we saw the product and how this team was last season and people just thought it was a complete 180 you're going to turn around and kind of be like the St. Louis Blues when they just had that amazing run and won the Stanley Cup it's cinderella stories in sports it happens once in a while but i didn't see that happening with the ducks so let's just be patient stop with the rumors stop stop feeding these useless people that want to just get clicks and just make a few bucks off your likes and retweets and comments and stuff like that and and just focus on on, on what we have right now and and i mean like i said zegris is injured so let's focus on him getting healthy him building his game um he's having a rocky kind of a rocky season but he did mature more in a two-way player which i like to see he he's getting in those those kind of dirty areas and zones he normally wouldn't get into so i do like that he's 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 just improving his game and he, he's gonna be a factor and it's just he's not gonna go anywhere anytime soon once that three-year deal is up we'll, we'll see what's going to happen from there if he like you said mike good point you hit on if he's part of the ducks long-term future to um to be that that guy to be a you know a factor when this team wants to go compete for Stanley cup so Wait and see, but as of right now, just just stop kind of, uh, I, I stop feeding the 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 clicks for these these wannabe people. that just want the extra dollars.
3: Yeah, and it's and it's gone nuts, you know. Like you said, it's just it's been crazy on social media. But we, you know, kind of glad we waited. We were going to record sooner, but there's been more duck news too as well with this team. Uh, you had Gustav Lindstrom that the the Ducks picked up off waivers. Uh, a guy that had played in Detroit previously and had a connection with Verbeek, a right-handed defenseman, six-two, six-three, uh, about two hundred pounds. So you, they got a replacement there too as well. It, you know, I I would like to see some of these guys get called up and play some games from the minors. But with the Ducks being 29th in the league, basically being at the top of the waiver wire, they picked up Lindstrom, and I you know I think he's going to fit into the team and play pretty well. I mean, you've got a, a guy that. It's a bigger size than Drysdale, a guy that can move the puck. Uh, if you know another right-hand shooting defenseman, so it kind of replaces that part. I mean, I, you know he's not the same as Drysdale, obviously, but you've got a guy that can fill in that role, and I, I think he's he's a guy that could work out for the Ducks. I, I mean, not really. I wasn't really surprised that Verbeek went and picked him up because uh, he knows about this guy. So. You know getting him and claiming him off waivers from Montreal and I, you know, I think it was a smart move um, Maybe maybe it also made his decision to you know when he was trading Drysdale, uh, you know it kind of happened around the same time, I, you know I, I don't know if it had that much of an impact on it, but you you trade Drysdale and then you see this guy is available Yeah, I mean you're like, okay I mean this guy's on waivers and you you pick him up and you make the deal the, the day bef, you know, before picking him up on the waivers, I mean, there's a little bit something there uh, to think about. You know, I think Verbeek knows what he's doing, so he might have thought about that too and thought, well, I have a good chance of, of picking him up uh, after I make this deal, so why not make a deal and get a forward that I can that's going to improve this team offensively and, and be a threat for a while. That That's what I look at Gauthier. I think he's going to be a guy that... I wrote this in my article. I think he's going to be one that you know can be a, a top six guy and a guy that can provide for a while. I, you know, I'm 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 pretty big on him. And granted, I've only seen some of the stuff in the World Juniors. I haven't really watched a lot of the college stuff. But you would make that move, yes, you gave him a draft pick, but then you got a guy that you're familiar with when you were at Detroit back to fill that hole. So, to me, Verbeek's very smart. He I, to me, a lot of it makes sense, and and I'm, I'm, I want to see how Lindstrom fits into the team but to me I, I think it's smart I mean yes he's not he's not your drivesdale uh, I, I get it uh, you know very popular player but I, I think he's gonna come in there and help out so I think you know a couple of these moves added together I, I really are gonna uh, help this team um, going forward and I, I think, it goes again to what Verbeek's doing. He's trying to add size. That that looks like the theme that he's trying to do um, with this team. He's trying to bring in uh, guys that are bigger. And I think that Lindstrom, he's going to go. I, I would say, especially in the next month or so, after the trade deadline, Verbeek's going to be going with size. Uh, for some of the, but he's going to also go with players that he knows. So if he knows that certain guys are available in Detroit and Tampa Bay, guys that he was familiar with, that's what he's going to do. I mean, that's what he did with Kalorn. He brought him in. Um, he brought in Gudis, which he knew with the Florida Panthers. And Gudis has been on a couple teams as well. So that, that's what I would look at in this trade deadline coming up is, is yes, the Ducks are going to be sellers, like Eddie said. But I would look at those teams that he's familiar with the players. And if any of those people are available that he wants to bring in to help the team that's what i would look at so i would still look at detroit i would look at tampa bay uh see if there's something there with any of those guys that that could be on the move and i wouldn't be surprised or former players from those teams that he's familiar with that that that's what i would look at eddie and, and this lindstrom pickup on the waiver wire is is a prime example of that
4: oh definitely i'm happy we got him it's like i was telling you we're bringing more size um, I want to mention too, Mike. Uh, that second round pick is a twenty twenty five pick. Ducks should be a, a lot better team next season. So it's not the twenty twenty four pick that they have this season when the, they're they're likely going to pick uh, pick high. The, they're probably going to be bottom five of, of the league. So, but yeah, I think Verbeek knows what he's doing. He had a plan in motion, and he he executed it well. We we got a great player with huge shilling um you don't get drafted fifth overall for no reason you obviously have that kind of talent yes there, there has been bust and there has been occasional people that haven't panned out but i mean what he did and what he's accomplishing so far in, in his young collegiate and at the, with team usa it's I, i'm excited and ducks fans should be excited and it, there's only so much time we're gonna have when we keep losing and being the bottom barrel and the joke of the leagues at times but the Ducks made a huge splash. That's one thing that we always wanted from Bob Murray, which he never really did. Uh, Verbeek's really trying to build this team. and He has something set in his mind, and you kind of see the, the motion that he has. And it's kind of really great to see him, his vision coming to life and coming to fruition of the players that he's trying to build this team. Um, we're going to have skill. We're going to have size, and we're going to be dangerous, and I'm looking forward to it. I want to just going to coma for a couple of years and wake up and just watch this ducks team like like after that i'm just kidding i don't want to go to coma but um no it's just it's the future is bright for this team it's, we have to just keep our heads up and i mean for the whole ducks team not just the team but the whole oc vibe you that they're, they're going to build it's going to be crazy it's going to be a great time to be a ducks fan i'm happy of I've, I've been a ducks fan since 96 not 93 96 but I'm happy still to be a Ducks fan, even though they're losing and stuff like that. I'm really excited for the future. I think this is the most excited I've ever been in a while since they won the Cup about this team actually doing something special. So it's going to be fun
3: Yeah, I agree. Just got to get through this season. Uh, you know, another part of this, unfortunately, has been the injury stuff that's gone on uh, with this team. And, of course, the, you know, the Ducks finally get a win. They had been on a losing streak. Not really going to cover so much the games recently. We'll talk a little bit about them here. But they they jump out all over Nashville in this recent game. They get up 5-0. They end up winning 5-3. But uh, you saw Zegris get hurt in the very beginning of the game. Then you saw Minty Kulov get hurt at the very end of the game. And according to Eric Stevens, they're both not practicing. Uh, you know, that's a, that's unfortunate and that's a problem. And, you know, and I think that's another reason, too, to get Lindstrom is you have minty Kulof out. And now you can bring him into the mix. You brought Haig up as well. So, uh, you know, you got some stuff going on there. It, you know, Lindstrom helps fill a different, uh, couple different um, issues there for you, if you will. The good news is from the Swedish news, we had... That Carlson can be back soon, might even be playing coming this weekend, which is a miracle because originally it sounded like he was going to be out four to six weeks. If he comes back this weekend, it's about three weeks. So you're looking at getting him back. So it's it's been a rough season for this team. I, you know, I don't like to blame the performance on ice on injuries, but Eddie and I always talk about consistency, getting the lines together and whatnot. And it's been rough. You haven't you haven't had all your guys this year. You had Terry that was out. You had McTavish was out. Um, you know, obviously Zegris, Drysdale, they're out. You had Kaloran that didn't even start at the beginning of the season. Carlson in and out. I mean, you know, it just, the list goes on and on with this team. But that's kind of where we're at with the injury stuff lately. And, you know, if they can get back Carlson, that would be huge. You know, Minty Kulov, it didn't look that bad at the end of the game against Nashville, but uh, Zegras was concerning. The way he fell with his skates and the boards there um, with his ankle, uh, that that did not look good. So that's another part to monitor. It's just kind of what's been going on with the injuries with this team. But the Ducks had a really good game against Nashville and hopefully they can continue that on the road trip. Uh, The homestand was just a disaster. Um, Eddie and I went uh, to a couple of these games and uh, well, it didn't really work out for us so well they (laughs) They weren't winning these games. We we ended up sitting down behind the benches uh, And roof seats in the Arizona game the Ducks did not score then we went to the uh, Detroit game on legacy night, which was all great till the end, but the Ducks ended up losing that one three to two, which Which we can kind of dive into some of that I, I, I think there's some things that the need the the league needs to look at with the rules and whatnot, but I was I wasn't happy with the way that the game against Detroit went I you know there's two goal calls not one that went against them in that game and uh, I, I just did not like how that went I, I think that there's some things that they need to look at but the theme with the ducks lately if you notice in these games is they're starting to score first um, they, you know after they lost to Arizona and the Oilers you know these games Toronto um, Winnipeg Detroit they're, they're scoring first Nashville they're scoring first they're they're getting out there. They're getting these leads. They're having decent first periods, but then it, it seems like they just kind of fade away in the middle or the end of the second period, and they fade away in the third. So earlier in the season, the issue with the team was they couldn't score early on, right? We were trying. We were always coming back. We had to come back, and we had all those great comebacks in the beginning. Then we stopped coming back, and then now it, it's, a, hey, we're getting early leads, but now we can't hold them. So that's a problem that that we got to look at with the team, and then also special teams. Special teams has kind of been iffy now lately. They've they've not they're they're not as bad as they've been in the past, but you've seen some of the things going on here with the team, and uh, you know they're not able to always kill off the penalties. They're not necessarily scoring on the power play here and there. So you've you've got a bunch of different things going on with this team. To me, it's still a work in progress. Is kind of where we're at. Um, I would like to see them you know, score first and then keep on, you know, pushing like that's what they did in this game against Nashville. I mean, they, they took it to them and I mean, they scored three in the first one in the second and then another early in the third. They did kind of, I guess, let off the gas, you'd say at the end and you had Nashville get those three goals in the final like eight, nine minutes. But um, I I think that's kind of where the team is right now. They're still trying to figure out the chemistry. The injuries aren't helping. They've shifted now. They're able to start scoring early in the game, but not so much later in the game. And that, that's kind of what I've seen lately. I, I, I don't know kind of what your take is on how the Ducks have played uh, in the last week or so. Andy. That
4: game in Nashville, they, they, in the first, like, oh, my God. I was, like, nuts. You know what's funny, too, Mike? Every time I had to go to the restroom and came back, another goal was scored or a fight. I'm like, damn it. And I'm over here coming back from the restroom screaming, yeah, loud as I can. And one guy comes up to me. I thought he was going to talk shit. He like, he's like, hey, you're a Ducks fan, huh? I'm, all, I'm all obviously, dude. <laughs> like he was cool, he was talking to me. Like I said, I hung out with my brother last night, so that was really nice, and we got to watch the Ducks game. A place called Heroes in Ontario, I want to give him a shout out. It was a really cool little establishment. We went to a bar, restaurant, it, it was fun. Um, that was a good game they played. Um, I wanted to, you mentioned uh, Eric Stevens, I wanted to give a shout out to him. He was really, it's the first time I met him personally, and I followed his work for years. He's like my, one of my favorite writers, I uh, love his work. He was so humble, and he was so nice, and it's, it's amazing how humble of a guy he is, especially how good of a writer and respected uh, a media member that he is, so that was cool. Um, I was going to wait to bring this up toward the end of the show, but uh, we're talking about the Ducks games. That Legacy Night, Mike, I want to thank you. Uh, You bought me that ticket for my birthday. I really appreciate that. And then uh, meeting Team Slani again, and then uh, we had a good conversation. I had a a conversation with him about my dad, and uh, he DM'd me uh, last year when my dad passed away and wanted to make sure if I was okay, if I needed anything. He was really cool, so I I talked to him about that. And I mean, uh, uh, Slani and I had a good conversation for a little bit, Mike. Uh, He was just really caring, and um, it it was just amazing. The whole Legacy Night was cool. I do want to dedicate this show to my dad. Um, The 13th of this month was the last time I saw and talked to my dad. And then the 17th was when he passed away. So um, thank you, dad, for getting me to the sport. Um, It's cool. And having support like you and like Solani. Man, sorry, I'm getting emotional. But um, it was cool. Um, that, That game and meeting Solani and him talking to me and just giving me a big hug and that support. Like, dude, you're my legend. I grew up watching you. My dad took me to see you play and... You're hugging me like I'm just your best friend. Just the, the amount of caring, uh, you and your wife Sin, too. Like, you guys have been nothing but the best. Uh, you're my brother, Mike, and um, I, I couldn't have uh, kind of gone through this year after my dad without you guys. So thank you.
3: No, absolutely, and I'm, I'm glad we got to go do that. You know, the Ducks did a, a much better job too of this Legacy Night. The uh, first one, I think we talked about it on the show. It was really rough. We got there and it took over an hour to get inside uh, Waiting in line and then they had one metal detector and then it was just kind of chaos going in there So this time around the ducks and I didn't complain. I wasn't one to complain other people. I knew other people had already Pretty much blown up the ducks, uh, you know about this, but they did a much better job. They had more metal detectors Um, We were able to go in there. They had it organized to where um, we could go Get the drinks. Um, they had di- different players with the signs up where you could go. I mean, it's hard. You can't get in line and get everybody's signature just because there's so many people. But we were able to go in there, get in the line with Solani, as Eddie said. Oh wait, Mike. Uh, like, yeah.
4: I didn't know you and Solani are bros like that. Because when he saw you, it was like, dude, you he gave you a big Mike gave you a big hug. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Sorry to interrupt you, but that was something like I wanted to bring up to you, but your wife's like, whoa, like. What's going on? Yeah. That bromance was cool, but <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I try not to talk about. I don't know. I try. I try to down keep stuff on the down low. But uh, you know, he's been on the show a couple times. You know, and he's a great guy. And we and we do we do talk here and there. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it was just I don't know. You know, I just have a good relationship with him, fortunately, and and I'm I'm blessed that you know he's my my favorite player, and I've got to meet him a couple times and got to know him. Well, he's your he's... friend
4: too. I mean, I can just kind of be say it's your friend, like like that. That was yeah. that was good. And then uh, yeah, he just he, he he's something that I don't think any professional sports will ever have a professional athlete like him. Like I don't even think he he knows what kind of legend he is. Soon to be actor in the movie that's gonna come out. He's just so—it's um, just crazy. I'm—I'm I'm so glad that um, he was a player that I—I I looked up to and idolized. He's a good example. Um, what a professional and what a good freaking person should be. Like it's just—it's amazing. So that was fun. And like I said, Mike, you—you you guys' bromance—that was actually the icing on the cake and the autograph from the jersey. I'll just leave it at that. But that was pretty good too. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he ended up <laughs> autographing both of our jerseys. I had the, the Wild Winger jersey from the '95 season that he signed, the original one, which was a pain in the you know what for me to find. I eventually bought it off eBay for a stupid price, but I really wanted it. So he was really excited. He's like, hey, you have that jersey. And I, you know, I wanted him to sign it. And then uh, my wife, my better half, had. The the retro one that the team sell, uh, team store sells Mitchell um Mitchell Ness, the like remake. And Solani signed that one too. But yeah, I mean my wife cracked up too. He's like, Oh, he gives you a big hug, and I'm like, Oh, you know, we just we just talk here and there, you know. <laughs> so She was th- laughing at us too. Cool. We're like,
4: we're, you and I were like fanboys. We were so excited, we're on Cloud Nine, we were just like awesome. I had one of those sliders that were cool. Oh, um we could talk about meeting Randy Carlisle too.
3: Yeah, Randy Carlisle was there uh, as well. I, I know some, some people have mixed feelings about him. You know, dump and chase, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, we met him. I mean, he was the coach when the Ducks won the cup. So that was cool to see him um, there as well. We, we got to see Eric Stevens. I uh, talked to Eric here and there. Uh, I've seen him at a couple practices. Obviously now he's kind of limited because he's he's unfortunately covering three different teams, all the teams in California. But it was, it was cool to see that, you know, and they had, uh, the Myers were there. Pronger was there. We couldn't really, uh, get in line for everybody. But, uh, overall, I mean, it, it was a great experience. I, I, the other part of it too, and I don't, I don't remember if I shared this story with you too, is the Stanley cup was actually there. You could touch it and take photos with it. So, a little story here, back in 2003, they had the Stanley Cup at South Coast Plaza when the Ducks uh, you know, obviously went to Stanley Cup final, and of course they lost, but they had it there, and one of my other buddies and I went to get in line and touch and take a photo. Well, we waited in line close to three hours, and by the time we got to the front, they said time was up and they took the cup away. So I never got to touch it, I never got a photo with it, and uh, I was super bummed, so you know, Fast forward twenty plus years later, and here we are get a chance to actually touch it and take a photo. So that that also put me on cloud nine too for that game, uh, as well because you know I, I'd seen it before. I mean, I saw it when the Ducks won the Cup. I was at that game, but you know, I mean, seventeen thousand other fans saw it too at that game. You know, I never never got to take a photo with it and get up close. So. That was something that was very very cool that day. In, in addition to seeing Carlisle and Stevens and and um, Temu and everybody else, I mean, it was just uh, it's a great experience. And uh, the the Ducks, you know, you guys listened to the people and their criticism from the first one. The Ducks did a great job and made it a much more better organized event this time around. So they'll have one more in April. So I'm looking forward to it. Anyway. Oh
4: yeah, I'll be there too. Oh, we've got them into too. Uh, um, the DJ, what's his name, uh, Jojo. JoJo. Oh, we had a good conversation with Tim. He just exuberates and he's so passionate about Ducks hockey. He loves what we do. Just kind of like, and what every, everyone does to promote Ducks hockey, and that's what it's all about. Um, whatever podcast you listen to or whoever you follow, it doesn't matter as long as we're promoting Ducks hockey. And that was his whole emphasis in it. And that was really great to hear and have that kind of um, that positive interaction. He's really enthusiastic and he does a great job with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I think he's. Uh, I can safe to say he's not on the trade block. I think he's um, he he's safe. He's untouchable, <laughs> like Leo Carlson. But yeah, it was an overall great experience. We had the uh, the Ducks loss. I mean, I, I didn't really care about the Ducks loss. I was just in Cloud Nine, being there. Um, that was my first Legacy one. I was in Colorado when they had that first Legacy night. So this is like my first one attending. I'm looking forward to going with you again, Mike. Um, at the April one from the 2000 or what? Tw- or, 2003 to 2013 so i'm just kind of curious what players uh, are going to be there i guess on the next podcast we can go through a list of the ducks legends that were from 2003 till 2013 or no 2013 to 2023 there we go um, and then we can just kind of spitball and see who's gonna be there and see who we want there. I think that'd be fun. I mentioned one thing, and your wife uh, would agree too. I, I think Jonas Hiller would be a good one to to come in, and we can see him again. He was like he was great when he played with the Ducks. Unfortunately, the All Star game, which I hate the All Star game. I think it's the, the the league should just get rid of it. But he got hurt and never kind of came back from that vertical he suffered uh, during that game. But yeah, it was. Um, I that was probably the the best thing. Um, I, I could experience uh, of this year, Mike, so it was fun. and Oh, we finally talked about, too, that Arizona game. We had our little, our little 60 Minutes of Fan being right there behind the Ducks bench, courtesy of Ruth, uh, sold us those tickets. That was a fun experience to to kind of see that. Of course, Mike and I go, the Ducks hit shutout again, was not happy. I got super, super lit, and I kept going to the restroom. The usher in that section was funny. He said, "Next time, I'll he'll bring a porta potty for me to to put it on that roll. <laughs> that was awesome. It was in good fun. I took a picture at the end. I saw my eye like looking the other way. I'm like, "Damn it!" But yeah, I did the responsible thing. Um, I, I always, like I said, I don't drink and drive, so I called an Uber. It was uh, I had a twenty five dollar credit and a twenty percent off, so my ride was really cheap. Mike, thank you for offering me to stay at your house. But I mean, <laughs> after the intoxication level that night, I wanted to just be home and wake up hung over my bed. But you know what? Like, d- despite what the Ducks have this season, I-, I think this is a really fun season. I'm looking forward to it. I know 2023 was rough, obviously for me and a lot of people. And I, I think to start of 2024 minus the the blowing up drama, what happened with the trades and stuff. I-, I think it's going good so far, and and who knows what's gonna happen next? I know Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Well, we didn't talk about this, Mike. I know they were pissed off and they're gunning for uh, Philadelphia fans and Anaheim ducks fans. They're pissed off because they took steam off of them signing a uh, Nylander to the eight year max contract. Um, so they were upset <laughs> about that. Well, you know
3: what? I, that just reminded me too. You also had the Toronto sun that said, Oh, oh. The, the Leafs beat the no name goalie on the ducks. And then, you know, that started a whole big thing too. Like, Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you're going to write your title as a no-name goalie? Like, that's just... I don't know, man. It just rubbed me the wrong way. It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. There was that drama, too. And then they doubled down, too, because the Ducks' social media called them out. And then they put out another article saying, oh, the Ducks' social media called us out. I'm like, oh my god, amateur hour at the Toronto Sun.
4: You know what was funny and surprising? The Toronto Maple Leafs fans were jumping on their shit. Talking shit yes. to them, I was like, "Holy crap!" And you don't want to met or f with. I already said the f word at the beginning of the show, so I can't say it again. You don't want to duck with <laughs> Toronto and their fans <laughs> in Canada. They were, blow oh, we, 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 you know, this is an art paper. No one likes them. Blah blah blah. They, they didn't know what's going on, and it's just like. Holy crap, they were going at them more than Ducks fans and the Ducks were, but I'm glad that the Ducks social media, whoever's running the social media team now, uh, credit to you. You guys are being awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't know if you listen to the show or not, but you guys are freaking amazing, and I'm glad you called them out. As they should. a no-name goalie, uh, you guys barely beat a no-name goalie. He made 55 saves. Like, come on, guys. Like, be better than that. But you know what? You guys will be bumped out. and You can write an article about how the Leafs got bumped out in the first or second round again. Spending that much money on three players, max contracts, you guys aren't going to go anywhere. Come on. But you know what? No, I'm sorry about that, Toronto fans. If you do listen to this show, I'm just being salty about the Toronto, uh, Toronto Sun. I shouldn't take it on you guys. I do wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, Austin Matthews is a phenomenal player. I do think that some of the players should have taken a little bit of a pay cut. Um, it's going to be hard for you guys uh, on the back end and defense. but I'm uh, oh, Sorry, uh, goaltending, but... To each his own good luck, but thank you for having her back and thank you for jumping on that Toronto Sun and, and kind of calling out their disgusting and t- despicable article. I, I wish I would have got the name of the, the, I don't want to call him a writer, whoever put that article out, I just, you guys are freaking classless and losers.
3: Well, the funny part too was the rebuttal article didn't have the author in it. So, all oh, oh, those, those Toronto they, fans they,
4: probably blew him the hell up. Like,
3: they did that's oh, what shit. happened they, they mentioned they said that they said the person wasn't on there the person wasn't on there that replied so not only did they double down and go back and attack the ducks like they they i think they put it, their tweet or whatever in there and they were like oh yeah you know we pissed them off then i mean you do that and then you hide and don't put your name on the article i mean wow i i just like that's just completely unprofessional. But, uh, yeah, there was drama with that, too. There, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on this last week, especially with the Ducks, man. Just, just crazy stuff. Um, the other part of this, I, I wanted to mention this, too, before we kind of wrap up here. We're getting closer to the end. But, you know, that Detroit game, I did not like the way that that game went with the two goals against the Ducks. I, I really, the one that upset me more, I, I think a lot of people were really upset at the game-winning goal with a minute to go. Because they thought it was kicked in and then they said it wasn't. If, if you look at it, it actually looks like it hits a stick after the skate and then goes in. So I, to me, I actually think it was a good goal. But but I'm not a fan of that whole distinct kicking motion rule. And I wrote this in the game recap. I think it needs to be revisited because to me it's too subjective. Whether it's kicking or not. And I remember a play with Temu. I, it must have been eight nine years ago when he was in the league, and and the similar thing happened against Detroit, and they took it away, and they said he kicked it, and it was the same thing where like he angled his foot and it went in, and and I'm just sitting here going this is this is ridiculous. So to me, they need to figure out that rule. It should either be hey you can't nothing off the foot counts or everything off the foot counts. And I know some people are like wow that's you know whatever, but to me that's black and white. It touches the foot, no goal. It touches the foot, it's a goal. I, I mean I I don't know. I, I just. They got to do something because it's too subjective. I, I think if 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 um it goes in off the foot, I mean, unless it's a straight, like they, you know, kick it like in the front end going in like a soccer style, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it should count. So that didn't bother me. The, the other goal, the second goal kind of bothered me because the angle that they showed on that goal was like the goal earlier in the season that the Ducks had that was disallowed. And at the time during the game, I thought, oh, they had an overview. It probably went in. No big deal. I actually recorded the games. I went home and watched again. And Brian Hayward, after the game, said they didn't have an overhead view of that goal. They only looked at the front view. Well, at the front view of that one, the puck goes behind the post, but you don't know where it is on the red line. And then you see... The pad move a little bit, and you see it's touching the goal line. When you then do see the puck, so the call was no goal, and they went back and reviewed it. Well, there's not a hundred percent proof that that puck came back uh, or went in or whatever. I mean, you can't you can't tell. That's the bottom line. That's the way the rule is written. So to me, I I think that goal should not have counted. And then the other one, based upon the rule, should have counted. you know. But either way, it just was crappy. I don't know what your thoughts are on the kicking rule or the replays. But it just soured that game, Eddie.
4: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're eating some mushrooms. or I, I, I don't even know if you hallucinate. Oh, yeah, I think mushrooms you do hallucinate. I don't know. I've never tried anything like that. But it's just so like... It's pick and choose. It's so ambiguous with some of these rules and things got to change. But you know what, Mike? It's not going to change. Like fans of all teams have been bitching about the referees and and what is this? What is that? The ice or the offside rule, the, the goalie interference. It's just like a goalie gets hit, a goal gets called back, a goalie gets hit in a different game, the goal is allowed. It's just these referees are – I don't know what's going on with them. And I think it's uh, – it's time for a change of leadership on the top. Bettman needs to go. I think it's just he did a lot for the league and he got the league where it's at. But I, I feel like the league is declining on everything it's going and what he's trying to do. So I think it's time for him to step down and bring someone in and kind of kind of police the referees and make it more just a fair game. Like don't the premature breakup fights. If it's a distinct kicking motion or not, set a, a standard. I—that's I, the right word I'm looking for. Mike, a standard. It should be a standard league-wide in every single game. It's either the yes or no, um, black and white, not ten different colors. Because it's like it's crazy to see things like that with Detroit. Um, it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to stop. It's going to happen a lot and happen in the playoffs. It's going to screw teams over. It, it's just nuts. So I mean, we can't really. Uh, I guess there's nothing we can do but besides bitch about it. And I'll bitch about every show. I don't care. You guys know me, you guys have listened to me for a while. <laughs> so I'll keep bitching about them. Um but I I just have more integrity in this game and have a set standard on what's called and what's not and and kind of kind of read I guess redo the rules and really read them and and let people and players know what's going to be allowed and what's not.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, you know, there's more, some, some more clarity there, unfortunately, in a win against the Ducks in that game. I really thought that they were going to get a point, at least go to overtime in that game. You did mention Bettman, and that kind of brings us to our last thing here. Corey Perry, back in the news again. You have uh, basically a situation where he may be back in the NHL. Apparently he met with Bettman, and he's allowed to go sign with any team uh, there's some other reports out there that he really didn't need permission to, but he went and met with them. We still don't know what happened. We, you know, we don't know the exact details of what happened, other than some kind of argument with alcohol or something that happened at some some uh, you know sponsored event. But we don't know the specifics uh, of this, or at least I haven't seen it. If any of you out there have heard more, we haven't. But what are your thoughts on Corey Perry? Now he can, uh, you know, he's able to go to another team. Uh, has anything changed? I know before you were kind of like, eh, don't bring him. I, I, I'm still kind of mixed. I, I really wish I knew what happened. But any any thoughts now that Perry can be back in the league, even if he doesn't go to the Ducks? Do, I mean, do you think he signs with anybody?
4: Um, He should not be back for the Ducks. Uh, We moved on from him, and there's no point to bring him in. Um, Perry, he's going to sign with a team that he can have a chance to win a cup with. So he'll go from there. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know why this is jumping in my head right now. Um, I'll be honest on the show. I just took some mushrooms. I'm just so kidding. No, um, Vancouver, for some reason, I think it'd be a good fit and they're playing some great hockey and they're going to be in the playoff and be in the mix. I think Corey Perry would, and Vancouver, it'd be a good fit for them. Um, but you know what? what? The only thing that bothers me about this whole situation is what happened. Uh, something has to be like, like i mentioned before you could say oh it's none of your damn business blah blah, blah. i mean it, you choose a profession and choose a job i was in the military i signed away my my you know i guess my freedoms and my rights there's times in the military where they took my car keys away search my person and search my <laughs> car all because <laughs> you signed it away i remember i got written up mike i don't know if i told this story on the show i got written up one day they they had a they called it a health and welfare check well, they searched our person, took our keys, and then searched our cars. I had a beer bottle cap in the back of my car. We would drive to Denver, which is an hour and 20 minutes away. So my buddies and I and my ex-wife, she would drive us. She wouldn't drink. My buddies and I would be drinking in the car. Like, yeah, we're a little small little road trip. My buddy was sitting on the right side. He left his beer bottle cap in my car, and it was his. And I got ridden up for that crap. But you kind of like <laughs> lose that expectation of privacy um of of kind of the the whole career and job you cho- you choose basically I work for a company right now um and what I do I, I kind of signed away my expectation of privacy I can get my privacy invaded anytime I want if I have an issue with that then I'm fired I think it's fair with these professional athletes including celebrities and everything like that something like this is going on especially the NHL has had an infamous history about hiding certain things, the hazing that went on with junior hockey players and they sweat over the rug, it's like just say it. You got you got drunk at a party and said some dumb crap you shouldn't have said or did something. Okay, own up to it. Like like anyone who's ever had too much to drink and I, I think a lot of people that actually drink a good nine, what, eight out of ten people probably had one of those nights where like, oh, I regret doing that. Hey, I'm sorry I acted this way. I've, I mean, I've had that numerous times. Uh, Mike, I'm sure you've had it <laughs> too. Um, a lot of our listeners, you guys had it. Just say it. And it looks really bad and horrible that the Blackhawks didn't say anything with the with the history they had and the promise that they're going to be open and, and say everything that's going on. Um, uh, personally, I think that it should be uh, out in the open and aired out before he signs with the team. I think that the league has a responsibility to let people know what's going on because the speculation still goes on. You still have these little idiots saying Bedard's mom, um, he he was groping a girl or he was trying to be like, I guess like um, being inappropriate with the woman. Um, he was, I have read one thing, racist things, <sighs> let's not get into that discussion, but just say, it, say what happened and just move from there. Okay, yay. He had an incident. Where he had too much to drink. And sometimes uh, our emotions kind of reflect sometimes when we're drinking. And that's it. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's good. He's going to get back in the league. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, with the team that that needs that bottom six kind of player that wants to just cause havoc in front of the net. And, like I said, so for some reason, Vancouver popped in my mind that he, that he, he can – Uh, a good possibility he can sign there and and help them. Um, My question to you, Mike, uh, number one, what team do you think he'll sign with or will sign him? Number two, do you think he'll be invited to Legacy Night number three?
3: Yeah, you know, I wondered about that. Some people brought that up at Legacy Night two, and they were, you know, talking about will he be at Legacy Night three. And, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I got to look at the schedule. And see, it also depends on what team he signs with. Well, if he signs with a team, right? We don't know what that schedule will be, so that's kind of a factor. If he doesn't sign with a team, then I would say, why not? They got to bring Getzloff back too. I would think. You, you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Hiller. Hiller was another one of my wife's favorite players on the Ducks too. So I know she. If Hiller came back, she would be ecstatic because um, that's another one she likes. Just hey, like she likes well, Goudas, that's another one of her big players.
4: Well, Slani will, will, will be back, too. He was part of that uh, that decade. <laughs> so he has to be He's back. He's all the decades. I know. Yeah, Slani's part of all the decades. You know what, <laughs> Mike? Mike, Ducket, The Ducks just signed Slani right now. Have him play. Let's do it. That'd be awesome. Hey, they need the a <laughs> captain. Let's just go.
3: <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the captain thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay yeah, we'll, we'll but, save
4: that. We'll save that for the But, yeah, show. I... I
3: yeah i i think i mean i think you're right he's definitely gonna try to go to a a contending team i mean he's you know he was at chicago obviously with the ducks for a while he's he's kind of moved around i i don't know maybe he tries to to be closer to home and be in a canadian team you know i i don't know maybe he he tries to to do that i'm not really sure or or I don't know. I I, I really at a loss at at what where he would go. But I, I definitely think that you know any team that he's he's gonna go to, it, he's gonna try to be one where he can you know somehow contribute, try to win a cup with that team. That, that's another reason why I don't I don't necessarily see him coming back to the Ducks because well, you know kind of what's what's really the point. I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, yes, it would be a great homecoming. Don't get me wrong. And I know there's a lot of you out there listening that are like, "Bring him home, bring him to the Ducks." Uh, you know, I, I get you. I, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I, I understand that. Uh, obviously, we still don't know what happened. That's what we were talking about. Is part of the factor. And will we ever know? I, I don't know. But that's the thing. I, I would look and see the teams that are at the top. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he stays in the East. Maybe he. he Tries to go to Boston, who's up there, or Florida. I mean, those are some of the teams that are the top that are over there on the East Coast, maybe closer to home than the West Coast. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I really don't know where he could go, but it, it's got to be one of those teams that's that's going to be, I wouldn't say on on the, you know, borderline of being in the playoffs. It's got to be one of those teams that, that's up there. That's what I would think. That would be my guess.
4: Yeah. Um, so my question other, to you, Mike. Yeah. Do you... Do you think, or do you, okay, number one, do you want Perry to be there for Legacy Night Number 3, and do you think fans would accept, well, I mean, a lot of fans will, but the whole, like, infamous situation in Chicago, do you think the fans would accept him being part of that Legacy uh, Night Number 3, and do you think he deserves to be there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think whatever happened in Chicago has nothing to do with his tenure at the Ducks. It has nothing to do with that, and we don't know, but... It, it, it it's nothing with Anaheim, so I think he should be there for the third one. If he's like we said, if 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 he's not playing on another team during that weekend and he can make it, I absolutely do. I, I have no issue uh, with Perry being back uh, and and, and there in that form for the Legacy Night. I, I I don't see an issue with it, Eddie. unless unless we find out something between now and April, I'm okay with it.
4: Yeah. Another thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say and probably if I'm right, this is gonna be breaking news for our show. But do you think Getzloff's gonna have his number retired at Legacy Night number three? He got drafted in two thousand three. It's twenty years, Legacy Night. It'd be a big surprise for fans. I I know it's not logical because I know the Ducks and you know they want to promote it more to make more money, but. Wouldn't that be something really unique and a great surprise if they surprised fans and had his his number retired? Which, he deserves his number retired. Getzlav is, I want to say, I don't know if you agree or not, probably the third best player in Anaheim Ducks history. Um, Probably, uh, uh, no disrespect to Korea uh, or anything, but I think he's probably one of the best captains in Ducks history. Wouldn't that be a great treat? For the twenty years uh, after he got signed, I was retired already. But twenty years, he got drafted that he Just like, hey, oh, surprise! Like, his numbers at the rafters or are announced it during Legacy Night Number Three. I I don't know. I have a feeling like something like that will happen. So if it does, then we're breaking it right now on this show.
3: I I think. So I actually talked to Getzloff before the season, and I actually asked him about that because I had other people ask me the same question that you did—not not necessarily Legacy Night, but they, you know, I had other people hitting me up, going, "Hey, are they going to retire his jersey this year?" So I just straight up asked him. I said, "Hey, Getz, like, what's the word, man? Are they going to retire your jersey this year?" And he goes, "They haven't said anything to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know." Um, you know, and, and granted, he, he could be saying that because he can't say it. I mean, obviously, there's that part of it, too. You don't know. But he, he said he didn't know if they would. I, To me, I don't think that they would. I don't think that they would retire his jersey on that day. I think the other that you said, Eddie, I think They'll what they it. would do is announce it. That's what I would think. If, one, if, if that's, like, you know, of the two options... I think that they would say they're gonna uh, retire his jersey, and it's gonna be the final game of the season or the first game of next year or whatever they're gonna say. I, you know, I, I, I think that, that that's to me more logical, and I agree with you. And, and people have had this debate. They talk about you know jerseys that's be uh, retired. We already have Solani. we have Korea, Niedermeyer. Uh, I am with you. Getzloff. Absolutely. His jerseys should be retired. Another one that a lot of you talk about is Jager. I mean, hello, the dude, the dude almost single-handedly won the Stanley cup in 2003 and then he did in 2007. So I, I mean, how do you not have that guy up there? I, I mean, you, you got to have him up there. So that was another one that people talked about on legacy night Two was, Hey, get Jager up there in the rafters. Uh, I mean absolutely you've got you've got youve gotta throw him in there uh, guestloth yes, you gotta throw him up in there so that that's what I feel. I feel like it, if if it if something's gonna come up about that, I would feel like it would be uh announced around that time
4: yeah um isn't that Jersey a little bit lonely? Look at Paul Korea uh in, in his face too I don't think he was expecting that and I don't think he knew. They were going to retire his jersey, and the fans went nuts. Oh, my God. It was I went nuts, too. I was watching from home, and I went nuts, hitting the wall and screaming like I'm a, a psychopath. Um, <laughs> but I think it's something like that's plausible, and especially with him the whole 20 years since he got drafted. He had his debut game against the Chicago Blackhawks. The league likes to push the Chicago Blackhawks because of Bedard. So getting his jersey retired against the Blackhawks when he had his first NHL game, um, I think it's a good marketing tool, and I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that. Uh, I, I think it's something good. I think if Jagiro's jersey was to get retired, they would announce that legacy at number two when he was over there, uh, when they were over there um, doing the puck drop and lifting the puck and stuff like that. Oh, they look really good to you, Mike. It was just like brought back a lot of memories seeing them. That was awesome to see. Um, that was cool, but I don't know. I have an itching feeling that something's going to happen like that, and... You know what? I'm so confident that they might announce Getzlaf's retirement jersey at Legacy Night number three when he's there. If they don't, then we can um, we can have fans retweet and I'll get him a jersey. And whoever wins it, we'll pick him. Right <laughs> no, 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 no. Serious, right now. That's how that's how confident yeah. I am. That it's just hockey sometimes about writing a good script. And we always say, "Oh, it was scripted. It could be scripted better." And I just. There's some things you do when people work certain jobs. You have that little gut feeling or that tingly hairs in the back of your neck. And I have that feeling, especially with the 20 years and, and everything that they can market. And I think it's the right time. But it's going to happen. So I can wager a jersey. And if I'm wrong, then fine. And a, a fan that listens to the show, they'll get a jersey and we can show our appreciation to them by giving them a jersey. I won't admit that I'm wrong, but I'll just give you guys a jersey. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I no I I like it. I like it, man. I, I I'm. If we find out beforehand, obviously we'll we'll post something. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I I I wouldn't be surprised if they at least announce it. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, for sure. Um, we bro- and we, yeah, like and, we said, and we
4: broke the news first as if they announce it. So. <laughs>
3: Well, like we said, this was going to be a monster podcast. This is one of our longest ones. Uh, we actually held off, which was good because <laughs> there was more news that came out because that's, that's the standard for us. We put out a podcast, and, and almost within 24 to 48 hours, news comes out. So we waited, and we had the waiver news of Lindstrom and obviously the news with Perry and the injury news, a little bit of updates with uh, Minty Kuloff and Zygris, So and Carlson, hearing that he could be back sooner. So kind of worked out for us to wait uh, I'm doing this podcast and plenty to talk about the, uh, just kind of wrap up here. The last thing uh, I wanted to mention with some of our sponsors were, you know, part of the old city sports network. There's uh, OutlawBeer.com. Check them out. I guess it, it's a really good beer that Jesse mentioned. So go on there and check them out. Also uh, we've talked about the beef jerky, RighteousFelon.com. Check them out. You can get a 15% discount with OCSN uh, code and then check out everything else in the, the um, description box. So I'll have all that in there. And and yes, the one last thing that I've forgotten, Eddie text me, but is that e- even though Cutter was not part of the Ducks at the time, the Team USA did win gold at the World Juniors. And if you're unsure about Cutter and, and his abilities, uh, go back and watch some of those games. Uh, I mean, he, he, he did terrific in the World Juniors,
4: Eddie. Oh, yeah. Um, watching highlights, his shot, One thing that I was kind of like uh, weird about, Swedish fans were all pissed off about uh, how uh, Team USA was, I guess, over-celebrating and uh, I think, I forgot which one player, Ryan Leonard, I believe. He, uh, or something Leonard, I don't know if his first name is Ryan, blew little kiss to Sweden. But, I mean, I think the last time they won goal or some crap like that or they beat a team, they scored another. 20 years. Well, no, I, I think they beat a team and they scored an empty net goal and they went crazy. You had that one, uh, that one kid, Anderson Elias Anderson, I want to say, the Kings right now. I totally forgot, but he threw his medal after he won and like, kind of disrespected that whole uh, thing for his team because he yeah, was yeah when they got silver. But yeah, it's got like everyone's all pissed off at the Americans because they want to celebrate. You know what? Fuck you, guys. f you guys. Uh, they worked hard. They had a stacked team. Um, I listened this uh, Chicklets podcast with the uh, prospect Will Smith, and he was talking about how Team USA development is really vigorous. It, it's like a military boot camp, and how hard they work those kids. And they worked their ass off. It, it's good to see uh, USA thriving. I mean, yes, we know this is a this is this is Canadian sport. Um, we're glad we're a part of it as, as Americans. But they kicked ass, did a good job, they represent their country well, and it's it was great. One thing, too, I forgot to mention, and I'll bring it up, the Women's Professional Hockey League. Mike, I was watching some highlights, and <laughs> those girls hit more than the than the, the, the NHL. I thought they weren't supposed to hit, but apparently they could hit against the boards. Oh, my God. Awesome hockey. Hockey's growing more, and it's it's fun to see. So that's, that's awesome. But, yeah, congratulations to USA winning the gold. And hopefully... Uh, We get some kind of Olympics going on with the USA or the World Cup, Mike. That's what I want to talk about too. I forgot. Why can't we get a World Cup again? That Team North America, which I'm still trying to find that jersey. So if you guys can find that for me, send me a link because I really want that Team North America jersey. That would be something fun to watch.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, all of it, I mean, the more is better, in my opinion. So if they do a World Cup again, that's great. Olympics is great. The yeah. Women's League on Hockey is fantastic. Uh, you know, any, any of that stuff. I mean, just keep on growing the sport, and, and that's the key. And that's what I like because I always feel like hockey is, at least in the USA area, is always behind baseball, basketball, and football. I feel like it's it's always like a dis, distant, you know, fourth place. I, I feel like it's it's so tough to try to – become a top three sport uh at least in the united states i mean obviously in canada it's a different story in a couple other countries but here in the u.s it's 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 tough so all of that stuff's good i welcome all of it and i think that it it, you know it's all good and yeah congrats to team usa it's funny to end up that cutter gautier you know wins the gold and now he's on the team And, and yeah the celebrations and stuff i mean these guys are 18 like calm down like you know 18 19 17 you know what? like whatever like relax you know i, I just pff, you know calm down so but um yeah we have a lot of good things coming uh we'll have you know eddie's gonna be going to florida he's gonna uh see the ducks out there he's gonna t- you know post about that and stuff in the next Oh, week. leo carlson too mike uh, you,
4: uh, you forgot to mention
3: uh yeah that, i mentioned it earlier he he may be playing this weekend so you you might you might get to see him eddie might get to post some live video and photo of him hopefully they're, they're saying he's he might play against tampa bay according to the swedish news so uh keep your eye out for that as well but uh we'll keep doing our show every couple of weeks uh i know this one was another another monster podcast we're we're almost at two hours i think this is one of our longest podcast that we've had but there was a lot of news especially in the last you know 48 hours so we wanted to make sure to cover it and address it and whatnot uh just just a lot of stuff going on we just didn't even get to really the games that much or really it wasn't a, a point to discuss it because there was so much going on with this team um but uh w- you know unless something another earth shattering thing happens we'll be back in a couple weeks and we'll talk more about the ducks so Um, With that, thanks for supporting us, and let's go Ducks!